When's the last time you had a professional marriage expert give you advice, proven strategies to help you overcome the miserable arguments and fights that keep coming back again and again and again? You know what I'm talking about. Is your relationship struggling with difficulty communicating? Maybe it's just a lack of intimacy and feeling disconnected. Or maybe you feel stuck because of those same stupid arguments you just can't seem to get past. Hey, if resentment is becoming a problem, don't waste another moment. Join the VIP inner circle. Head on over to smalleyinstitute.com and get live help throughout the week with yours truly, me. Allow me the chance. I want the chance to help to give you the proven strategies that I know work. I've researched these things personally, and anything I'm going to use to help you has been proven effective by other researchers. So I'm telling you, these things work. Personalized coaching, well, that's not all you're going to get. With the VIP Inner Circle membership, you'll gain instant access to a massive vault of marriage education online courses. You're going to get downloadable couples exercises. Man, you can print these things out and use them in the moment to make sure your relationship doesn't become miserable. You'll have access to free monthly webinars and very cool online assessments to help you know exactly the growth areas for you that need to change. Smalleyinstitute.com. Join the family with the VIP Inner Circle membership. really cool. So as I am recording these, I am also putting them together with really helpful exercises and uh, tons of more information so that you can be unbreakable, which is about recovering when trust has been broken, when you're dealing with a wound to the degree of betrayal. And today we're going to talk about the wounded. So this is, this is the one where you didn't have the affair, you didn't file for divorce, you didn't, right, something was done to you that was incredibly wounding and damaging, and it's sort of blown your world up. What do you do? How do you, how do you behave? What do you need to be thinking? Is, is it even possible to reconcile when you feel so deeply betrayed and hurt and is it possible? Well, today I'm going to say, yeah, it's absolutely possible. I happen to believe in a God that is genuine, is real, and is all-powerful. And so, yeah, it's possible. Yes, things can change. You're going to have something new. This is actually one of the big blessings of going through big hurt with someone and 
both of you doing the work to get onto the other side, you're going to be closer together. Now, obviously, don't go and do horrible things to each other so that you can eventually have the end result of deeper intimacy. But deeper intimacy is a natural result of doing the work to reconcile. And is reconciling worth it? Oh, you betcha. I'll tell you this, too. And I say this a lot to people when I'm counseling or doing an intensive with someone who's really done something stupid and really sinful and messed up. Man, my favorite people on earth are the ones who've really failed, really messed up, but done the work to get healthy, done the work to reconcile, done the work to eliminate the junk that got them in trouble. You are not doomed because you make a mistake. Honestly, mistakes are just an opportunity for maturity and for growth. So don't just look at this thing as all bad. It's not all bad. God promises over and over and over again in Scripture that he'll use this thing, this terrible thing you've done, this terrible thing that's happened to you. He'll use it to grow maturity, to grow uh, your ability to handle the pain of life. He'll help you be more patient. He'll help you be more kind and more empathic from this. I mean, if you're willing to trust him and do the work, we come out better on the other side of mega trials. So if you're the wounded, I want to start off just by highlighting some behaviors that you've got to resist. You're hurt. It's a traumatic wound. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a traumatic wound. This is big time pain, but that doesn't give you an excuse not to take responsibility for your reactions. Actually, Jesus is looking at you right now going, okay, it's bad. What happened is wrong. You didn't deserve it. How are you going to react? And if you really love him, you're going to be loving and you're going to be obedient. And so you can't just, because you're wounded, you do not have an excuse to behave terribly. This doesn't give you an excuse to be ugly. And, and really, honestly, if you don't take responsibility for your actions, well, frankly, you're now just as guilty. If you're being nasty in your response to a major wound and a wound of betrayal, well, now you're just as nasty as the actions that were done against you. So you've got to resist behaviors like being verbally cruel, right? You, you don't have permission to just get ugly with your words and to tell your husband, your wife, that you're evil and you're the worst human ever. And you I know you're feeling all those things, and that's okay, but we still have to have self-control. Constant monitoring or checking, right? So doing the research and digging deeper and deeper. And you know the rabbit hole that I'm talking about, right? Maybe you found out about an affair. Now you're on AT&T or Verizon or Sprint, whoever, and you're spending hours combing through the phone records, trying to find the pattern and 
No, you don't have to do all of that. You already know, first of all. And maybe you're listening to this and you don't know, but you're just suspicious. I'm not saying, I'm not asking you to be naive. What I'm saying, though, is be careful what you learn. Actually, the next session, the next the next podcast, the next lesson is going to be on some special issues where I'm going to address just full on what do you need to know. And I'll just give you a, a, a hint here. Yeah, the more you know does not make it better. So be careful. But the constant monitoring is something that's going to get you in trouble. It's going to constantly cause you to get triggered, which makes you feel flat. Well, then you become physiologically flooded and you're going to do and say horrible things. And now you're just as guilty. So you don't want to get into this constant monitoring behavior. Now, obviously, having access to your partner's electronics, especially if they're trying to rebuild trust, yeah, that's a part of it. It's good for you to have access to it. I'm just telling you, I'm warning you, don't overuse it. Be careful. That needs to be a rare thing for you. Searching for information about the affair partner, the person that your spouse had the affair with on Facebook or whatever. No, don't. Look, <laughs> you're going to set yourself up now to engage with that person. You're going to humiliate yourself online. You don't need to do that. So don't even bother searching for that information. If you know it happened and if you know it's over, then you're working on it. It's going to get better. It, it, I know what you're feeling right now is miserable. It won't stay this way. It's going to get better. You just have to be patient. And searching for information about this person is only going to make it worse. You want to avoid the hostile threats to leave, right? So I know, like, I get it. You're feeling really intense things. And you want to lash out. You want to hurt back. That doesn't help. It's not going to make you feel any better. And you know this because you've probably, realistically, you've already said some things that you regret. Well, don't keep piling on to that. So avoid those hostile threats to leave. Avoid trying to control your partner's behavior. You don't have control, clearly, because this really deeply wounding thing has already happened. We don't control people. And the more you try to control, the worse it's going to become. Right? Avoid inappropriate disclosures to family and friends. This is not your chance or opportunity to throw your spouse under the bus. That, uh, it, it, all of these things, these behaviors you need to resist, the reason, well, just one of the reasons, well, obviously, let's start with they're dishonoring, period. And we don't ever have the right to dishonor someone. But they just prolong the healing. They, they prolong the damage. It just keeps making everything worse. So, you, you look, one of your big jobs, and I'll add the exercise to this post. So, if you're a VIP member, I'll put 
I'm going to add the hurts and needs letter template. And this is something that you can download, you can share, you can share how you're hurt, you can share what you're needing. But that's really all we can do. And if you start trying to go down this controlling road of, you know, where are they and where are you and you didn't call and you're two minutes late and this and that and, well, you're just adding more stress to your own life. But these inappropriate disclosures to family and friends of throwing them under the bus, that's just, it's ugly. And you know it. It didn't make you feel better. And really, at the end of the day, it just becomes gossip. And then clearly self-harming behavior like cutting, binge eating, consuming alcohol. Don't go down that road. That was one of the things I did when my wife and I were in our crisis is I went right to alcohol. And even though there were things that were good happening in my life and I was growing and I started I got out of control with alcohol, and that, again, it delayed everything. It pushed everything back. It made everything longer and more miserable. We know it doesn't help, and so we want to avoid those kinds of things. So as the wounded, here's some good questions for you that you need to be asking yourself, right? Because I'm telling you, Reconciliation is totally worth it. 100%, you're not an idiot for wanting to reconcile. This is something I run into all the time with people dealing with a, a betrayal type of wound. You're not stupid for wanting healing in this relationship. You're not. Even if your spouse chooses not to get on board and not to get healthy and not to be a part of the reconciliation, you can't lose. So some of the questions you want to be asking is, can you think of some ways you've avoided true reconciliation with this person that you've been called to forgive, by the way? Yeah, this is, this is the enemy. <laughs> this is the person Jesus is talking about as he's quoted over and over and over again in, in the New Testament. He wants you to forgive this person. And have you been avoiding this? How could you start to pursue true reconciliation with this person today? How do you know you have truly forgiven a person even though reconciliation is delayed? That, that's a frequent thing I run into is... Don't confuse forgiveness with feeling better. It, it, it does lead there, but it's a journey. So just because you've forgiven someone and you're going through that, and I've included another exercise, but again, you got to be a vip -er, but it's called flushing. It's, an, it's a fantastic forgiveness exercise. But just because you're going through the process of forgiving well, it doesn't mean that reconciliation, forgiveness and reconciliation are different. Forgiveness is for you. Reconciliation is going to take both of you. And so even though you've forgiven them, it still might be some time. You just need time, many, uh, in many cases, 
Time is going to be your best friend. Another question to ask yourself, how can intentionally create a distance in your relationship be motivated by a desire to reconcile? There's times where maybe you do need to separate. Maybe there's some toxic or abusive behavior that's happening, right? Things like if your spouse is, if you're dealing with your spouse who is maybe being abusive to your children or chronic and deceit, you know, chronic deceit and lying, physical or sexual assault, right? Persistent verbal and emotional cruelty. Maybe it's a gambling addiction, stuff like this, right? They got to get that stuff dealt with. And so potentially separation is actually a good plan for the two of you, especially when those kinds of behaviors are going on. You really just, you need to take some time to analyze your heart and the reasons for your actions. So am I desiring a separation because I want to reconcile? Or am I desiring separation because I want to punish this person? Well, clearly, separation to reconcile is a good idea. Separation to punish is a terrible idea. Our heart and our desire behind our actions really does matter. Are you willing to be patient? Are you willing to wait on Christ through whatever time it takes for the person to bear fruit, right, of a changed attitude? Are you willing to do the work? I have a great link here to Dr. Donna Hart through the biblicalcounselingcenter.org on rebuilding trust after really deep wounds or hurt. But do the work of forgiveness. One of the exercises I've also included on this post for the VIPers is our, our grounding exercises. So sometimes, sometimes you're getting so triggered, you're spiraling with negative thinking that you feel out of control, and that's going to hinder your ability to forgive. It's just going to be a major roadblock. So ground yourself in the present. Go through those. Find a good grounding exercise, which you can download if you're a VIPer. But find yourself a good grounding exercise so that you can get yourself back to the present. You're doing the work of forgiveness. This is going to include prayer. It's going to include trusting God, right? And I say this so much, but your crisis is not a marriage crisis. It's not a parenting crisis. It's a faith crisis. Are you willing to trust God? Are you willing to go, hey, this hurts. This feels totally impossible, but Lord, I love you and I trust you, so you got to make it happen. You want to grow, you want to learn, you want to read, you want to be in coaching, you want to be, right, that, you know, that's one of the things that my wife and I did throughout our, our own crisis is we kept meeting with people that we allowed to speak into our lives that God used to grow and mature us. So grow like there's no tomorrow, my friend. Now, if separation is something that needs to happen. Just remember, you want it, you want separation to be done with a desire for God to rescue the loved one, 
from a particular sin. So again, if they're being abusive physically, emotionally, if they're toxic in some way through alcoholism or drug addiction, sexual addiction, they need help. And you want them to get that help. But that might require separation. And you can actually have, I, I have done this so many times over 25 years, but I usually call it a separation healing plan. It's like, look, you guys are too toxic under the same roof. You're killing each other. You're too easily triggered or there's some sort of abusive behavior going on. So get on a plan, right? My typical separation healing plan involves individual counseling. It involves assessment to go, hey, what's really going on? Is there anything deeper? Is there something that we're missing? So assessment is involved. And then once we know, okay, what are we dealing with? And if it's alcoholism, then you got to get treated for that. Drug addiction, sex addiction. But a lot of that is individual. Here's the encouragement. You can, you can put the boundaries in place. And you're already doing a, a planned separation to heal. So you're, you're, you're removing yourself from the toxicity. And now you're giving your spouse an opportunity for healing, which is awesome. Don't just don't forget that the greatest people on earth are those who've really gone through hell and come out on the other side, more loving and more in love with Christ. Constructive loving kindness many times means saying no and waiting for genuine change. That's huge. The, the goal is to be able to see your spouse and to watch them change, to watch them grow. You're going to hear it. You're going to see it. It's going to be evident. There's going to be fruit in their life that says, wow, they really are. They really are growing. They really are changing. This is awesome. And if they don't, you're already protected because you're already separated. You know, there's a great story in the Bible, and you've probably heard of it, but Joseph, right? So the story of Joseph Joseph is in the book of Genesis. You can look at chapters 42 through 45, but it gives us a picture of someone who has forgiven his brothers for their severe, severe sins against him. But Joseph wisely withholds reconciliation. What? Why? Until his brothers have acknowledged their sin and demonstrated true remorse. This is what you're looking for in a separation healing plan is that they're being repentant and they're showing you their change. Joseph, like you, strongly desired to be reunited with his family, but he refrains from restoring the relationship until he can see it in their lives, until he can see the repentance, until they can own their part. The fruit is seen in changed attitudes and new desires and self-sacrificing behavior for the benefit of others. You'll, you'll see it which is why you'll be okay because you're giving him an opportunity to be healthy. And if they can't do it, 
then you're already protecting yourself with the separation. So for the wounded, I get it. Forgiveness is tough. Forgiveness is painful because you have to recognize the hurt and the damage done against you. Don't forget this painful work is so worth it in the end. If you're willing to put in the time and the energy, if you're willing to trust Christ and release each other over to God, going, look, I can't change you. I can't control you. I do have control over myself. You'll be closer. You won't even be able to help yourselves when you go through this kind of work. Don't forget, if you're a VIPer, you can take a look at the downloads on this post. They're going to be really helpful guides for you in having healthy conversations and how to forgive. And just hang in there. You can do it. It's going to get better. And regardless of what your spouse does, you can be okay. You got to believe that. You don't need your spouse to change in order to be okay. When's the last time you had a professional marriage expert give you advice? Proven strategies to help you overcome the miserable arguments and fights that keep coming back again and again and again. You know what I'm talking about. Is your relationship struggling with difficulty communicating? Maybe it's just a lack of intimacy and feeling disconnected. Or maybe you feel stuck because of those same stupid arguments you just can't seem to get past. Hey, if resentment is becoming a problem, don't waste another moment. Join the VIP inner circle. Head on over to smalleyinstitute.com and get live help throughout the week with yours truly, me. Allow me the chance. I want the chance to help, to give you the proven strategies that I know work. I've researched these things personally, and anything I'm going to use to help you has been proven effective by other researchers. So I'm telling you, these things work. Personalized coaching, well, that's not all you're going to get with the VIP Inner Circle membership, you'll gain instant access to a massive vault of marriage education online courses. You're going to get downloadable couples exercises. Man, you can print these things out and use them in the moment to make sure your relationship doesn't become miserable. You'll have access to free monthly webinars and very cool online assessments to help you know exactly the growth areas for you that need to change. Smalleyinstitute.com. Join the family with the VIP Inner Circle membership.